everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am hungry, hungry Matt. I mean, that's all. isn't that all the time? Well, it's been getting better. <laughs> what does that mean? It's been getting better. I, 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 I've been less hungry lately. Oh, you know. oh, I see. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the day. Yeah, it really does. A lot of hunger talk today's episode, guys. Hope you're ready. We. Yeah, don't. if you're hungry, don't listen to this. Go eat something and then come back and listen to it. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. For $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus material, weekly episode reviews, early uh, early access to episodes, all kinds of back catalog material as well. We have this person to thank, Matt. Ooh, goody. Your namesake, Matt B. Matt, thank you. Thank you, Matt. And not myself, that Matt. Other Matt. Matt, Matt. This week's episode, Hungry Hungry Homer, episode CABF09, originally aired March 4th, 2001, written by John Swartzwater, directed by Nancy Cruz, and received a 9.8 rating with a 15 share, with, it says approximately 10 million households, probably 20 million people, or 18 million people, 17 million people, something like that, I don't have the number, but I'm guessing, and it made it into the top 20, it says. Ooh. I don't know why. Uh, Chalkboard gag. Temptation Island was not a sleazy piece of crap. <laughs> Wasn't it, though? I'm with Bart on this one. I, I, mm. The couch gag. Uh, the Simpsons are wearing geese and are black belts in karate. They chop up the couch. Homer does a flip and switches on the TV with a remote. It's all right. It's decent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, cool. it's simple. That's I think that the best ones are just like very simple things. Uh, the episode guest stars Stacy Keach as Howard K. Duff the Eighth. That is a very recognizable voice. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Keach has a very recognizable voice. He does a good job, I think, with what he's given. I think his writing is a little bit meh, but I think his delivery is fine. <laughs> Nothing. To, not that's not his fault. He didn't write this stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant his writing. I was like, I didn't know he was an author. No, 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 no. The writing of his character in this episode. Right. right Howard right. K. Duff the Eighth. Not uh not a lot of nuance to Howard K. Duff the Eighth. Nope. He's your standard evil robber baron. He is yep. But he enjoys a multi beer. I'll I don't need a lot of malt in my beer. Oh really? I'll pass. I can't say I need any beer at all, so hey. <laughs> We're in agreement there. Uh the episode begins with a commercial for Blocko Land. Homer wants Homer wants to go, and Maggie wants to go, and Marge I guess is okay to like willing to go. Both Bart and Lisa are very meh. Um, this is not the first time. I mean, obviously this is not the meh is one of the words that the Simpsons theoretically invented. Although this is not the first time the Simpsons used the word meh. No, meh is very important. To the MTV generation mm -hmm. and whatnot. But hey, Matt, what do you think about jokes about Legoland? Um, I mean, I've never actually been to Legoland. It it seems another theme park with a weird theme. So meh. <laughs> That's my reaction as well. To <laughs> oh man, this first act, this episode as a whole hangs together fairly well and works better than most Scullier episodes. Oh, for sure. There's no weird backup plot. There's not a lot of of crazy out of the way things that could not happen kind of thing. I mean, even when Homer sees a ghost, it's it's believable. He's he's hunger starved, you know. But I want to, <laughs> I I agree with you, Matt. But 
there's some truly abysmal jokes in here and well, they are mostly in this first act um and it's just it's just it's not even that it's i mean some of it is offensive but some of it is just like the don't like how many jokes about legos can we make yeah really like food is made us yeah the food's all made out of squares homer has an apple made out of ham the two pieces get stuck together because they're legos every there's the wheels are squares marge thinks square world is cool what is this what is this is the same what is this yeah it, it's one of those where it's just like um okay uh, uh, i mean it's like the ikea jokes in uh the uh the eight misbehaving episode it's like yeah i guess these are okay but it seems like somebody's attempted a tight five and it, it's really not hitting there for me no i i i don't the, this first and the plot also doesn't happen in the first segment you know you we've gotten to this point where like oh we're gonna have the plot start in the end of the first act it, it doesn't there's no it all it is is oh here all it is is homer deciding he's gonna stick up for the little guy because lisa buys a model eiffel tower from blocko land and it is missing a piece and so homer decides to go back get the piece for lisa and stand up for the little guy lisa how's your eiffel tower kit it's okay but it's missing a piece welcome to real life lisa you can't fight city hall aka blocko land so don't even try what kind of a thing is that to tell your children? It's what I always tell them. I told them that twice yesterday. And then again as they were going to sleep. I'm sure the gift shop will replace the missing piece. You're right, honey. Hear that, kids? The Simpsons are going to Blockoland! Yay! Excuse me? You sold my little girl a shoddy Eiffel Tower. Hey, tough luck, pal. You can't fight the souvenir industry. We're too powerful. Yeah, you're right. But before I go, I'm going to give you a little souvenir of my own. And... Ah, oh, what the hey. Here you go. Thank you, Dad. Hey, any friend of Marge is a friend of mine. So, how's that new block I got you? Great. Uh, you know, standing up for the little guy felt good. I'm going to do it more often. So this is how we get our actual plot kind of started. But this is one of those times where they have two uh, twists to get to the actual plot. It's like, oh, they're going to Blocko land. All right. Then we take a left turn into, hey, Homer's going to, you know, uh, go for the little guy. And then we're going to get to it eventually. But. Then we take another left turn. It's like, really, are both of these necessary? Couldn't we just have Homer help Lisa one day with something, and instead of this weird, all of these blocko jokes? I don't. I don't think they had enough enough material for the a plot. So they and like I and to be fair, like again, this episode is as short as they possibly can make it because they have the full intro again, and it, it, it's just like, oh, we don't. There could be more twists and turns in the Duff plot, or we could spend eight minutes uh, talking about Blocko Land and Homer uh, 
scaring police officers off of Snake, who are actually trying to put out a fire on Snake. And then, and then, like I said, this first act, oof, this episode would be good if it was just not, if this first act was not included. Uh, or, if, I mean, literally, I think, honestly, if this episode was eight minutes shorter and there was no first act, I don't think the episode loses anything. <laughs> no, okay, if they said, hey, this episode is uh, 15 minutes instead of 22. Okay. Yeah. That works out. Yeah, there's nothing. Get rid of this horrible uh, mincing gel uh, comment. Oh yeah. So okay. So he he saves Snake. Quote saves him. Only he doesn't save him. And then we get Bart being upset that Sherry or Terry. I, I don't remember either which one is. Tr- he wants to go on a date with one of them, and they don't want to. So Homer impersonates a child and sits in on Bart's class next to either Sherry or Terry, and then tells her to settle for Bart, even though he has some rat-like features. This is terrifying, man. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Sorry, I wasn't sure if you are have a clip here. Because no, no, no. I don't... I mean, not... Just... not no, and I can't... I didn't... I thought about it, but I'm like, I don't want to hear it again. No, no, this is this is awful. I, never tell kids to settle. I mean, you can tell an adult to settle. Like, oh, hey, you're 28 and your career's going nowhere. Maybe that's okay. You do not tell a 10-year-old to settle. Good lord. I would honestly say... Actually, for 28 and your career is not going anywhere yeah, trying something new you're not going to lose anything much um true um i it's just i i i don't understand i don't understand it, like this episode makes a for the largest part it does make homer more like sympathetic and empathetic in general like he is he tries he's trying to sacrifice for a cause greater than himself um i guess but it's it's this first act is just it's just boggling to me because it's just like oh we're gonna try we're gonna try and create sympathy for homer by having him tell a little girl to settle and also let someone burn alive and then make some bad really bad gay jokes and i like i i don't get like they don't understand do they understand I, I shouldn't say this. No, Mike Scully doesn't understand character. He doesn't understand how to make people likable. He doesn't even consider that necessary uh, for shows uh, or anything he's ma- ever made in his entire life. Uh, he is he's a master of unlikable characters that no one can relate to, it seems, because despite yes. whatever show he's on, he manages to make that happen. So um, we get the scene with uh, Cherry and or Terry agreeing to settle um, because two adults tell her that it's not worth trying for something you actually want. And then we get Homer standing up for Marge. And here is some absolutely abysmal gay jokes. Either you honor my wife's coupon or a lot more lids will be unscrewed. But I cannot streak that much hair. Think of the cost. I'd be ruined. Oh, really? Boy, you were kidding. Your profit margins are razor thin. You see, this is what I'm... Wait a minute. 400 a month for loafer lightener? But we must have it. It is the lifeblood of the industry. You get the same results with a minching gel. But of course. I will save thousands. Thank you. Oh, homie, I love them. I can't thank you enough. The satisfaction of helping another human being is all the thanks I etc. And I gave that man directions. Even though I didn't know the way, because that's the kind of guy I am this week. Oh, that ding at the end. Oh, jeez. 
I it's <laughs> I'm so happy that this episode starts getting much better after this first act. But those are bottom of the barrel like they're like fifties, like nineteen fifties level gay jokes. Like really, really, it's not. I mean, it's not even. And it's not that they're like so offensive or anything. It's just that they're bad. They're not like. Are we laughing at loaf, loafer lightning jokes? Really, mincing gel? What is this? Is this what it went? How? Where does this pass for humor? Is this like it was? It feels like it's written in like the old Archie comics. It feels like if I picked up an Archie Digest that was like that came out in 1992, this is a kind of joke that would be in there before Archie became self-aware and better. Like it's like 70 year old men writing these jokes men who were 70 in like the, the when this episode was written so i mean yeah it's just insane uh i don't uh, how does this pass muster how i i don't know luckily matt luckily this act ends and we go to commercial and i never have to think about it again yes we are going to wipe this from our memories we've got the uh, the memory eraser shots ready to go anyway uh starting off uh, this is where the episode takes a turn into being much more interesting, uh, because we start out in Moe's, uh, where Lenny comes in in a huff. Ah! Lousy isotopes, they're a disgrace to baseball! They lost again? Uh-huh. The team's been terrible since they got bought by the cheap, heartless Duff Corporation. Hey, Mo, Give me a Duff! Oh, yeah. Sweet Duff. Wait a minute. Duff owns the Springfield isotopes? Since when? They bought him a year ago from the Mafia. It was the last of the family-owned teams. I tried to return my season ticket, but they wouldn't give me my money back. They said they wanted it. Say no more. I'll help you, Lenny. You want to help me? Oh, haven't you heard? He's the new Homer. He's wonderful. Yes. Uh, so here we get to the actual plot, uh, saying that the Isotopes uh, were a Mafia-owned team. They were bought by the Duff Corporation. It turns out the team stinks, which... Seems to be a kind of ongoing thing. I mean, uh, what's the episode called uh, where the kids have curfew? My brain doesn't work anymore for some episode names. I, I, Either way, I don't, I don't remember, Matt. I'll, I'll find yeah. out. It's fine. Uh, but basically, in that episode, Homer is very surprised that the isotopes uh, are are good again uh, because they were terrible, and that's it, it. Shouldn't be a surprise that the team is terrible, and usually management is somewhat to blame, but not always. Uh, but in this case, uh, Homer has decided that he is going to help Lenny get his season ticket money back, which is not a thing that ever, ever, ever happens. Once you buy season tickets, they are yours. You, you don't get mo- your money back for them unless something horrific has happened to you. It is wild barts can't be broken. That's the one. So yes, uh, that is. So it's, it's not surprising that the the isotopes are bad. But Homer decides he's going to help Lenny out, and he goes to the team. Uh, at first, uh, he. Uh, mistakes a tool shed for the executive uh, offices. Uh, but once he finally gets to the executive offices, he demands Lenny's money back. Uh, however, he immediately is cowed because uh, whatever his name, Howard K. Duff the Eighth, uh, basically throws him out because obviously he's a real executive with actual power and uh, demands that Homer leave. However, uh, Homer's idiocy uh, comes in luck for him again because he goes to a nearby storage room, which isn't locked or anything, but contains a giant secret. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff that says Albuquerque isotopes, which even Homer realizes that, oh, they're going to move the team to Albuquerque. You know, that's so Homer decides that he is going to tell everyone this big secret 
uh, because, you know, at this point, we forget the whole thing about Homer helping out the little guy, unless the little guy is the entire town. So uh, at this point, Duffman comes in and helps Howard K. Duff uh, erase Homer's memory uh, with an injection, not with the ooh super malty Duff. Uh, uh, what do you call it? It's the powder that he pours in the beer. I, I don't know how beer can be malty. I've only ever had malted milkshake, so maybe Robbie can inform us. On I'm this. fairly certain it's the same principle, uh, Matt. You malt powder, you can. No, oh, okay. You just throw. It. I'm I'm assuming that's what. It, like you know, you're not going to do much of the beer because it's already been brewed, so it's probably just like throw some stuff on top. Just like malted milkshake is no different. It's you know you're adding malt to it. Um, no, thank you. I will say again. I will pass yes. on the extra malt. Milkshake is perfectly <laughs> fine without the malt, and so is the beer. Indeed. Also the ball, the milk balls. Also perfectly fine without the malt. I don't... But yes. Why, I, Matt, explain something to me. We're going to... Okay. Hmm. Sh- short diversion. Why? <laughs> short. What's with the people... What's with milk balls? Who... How... That's like... I, I see... I There's so much demand. I know... I know these... I, is it only from dads? Is it like as soon as you are a father, the milk balls suddenly become irresistible? I don't know. I don't know anyone who actually likes them. Even my, my father does not. My father likes them. My wife's father also likes them a lot. And that's the only people I know. And they love them. Every time we get them, you know, it's Christmas or it's a holiday or whatever. Oh, do we got the milk? We got the molten milk balls. We got milk balls. I want them. Give me the milk. Ball. I'm like, it's not even a top 10 candy. What are you doing? Not even close. Milk not ball, molten or otherwise. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. So uh, at this point, uh, Homer has had his mind erased. He wakes up in his backyard. Uh, no one even has the decency to spray him with rums. So we won't believe his story. Uh, he has a short conversation with Bart, uh, and he just happens to remember what happened. So the thing that's supposed to erase his, erase his memory did a terrible job. I, uh, I, I will say that this is a nice little reference to uh, Charlie Brown, to Peanuts. Yes, yes, it is. Uh but Homer remembers anyway, and he vows to expose the team. So he gets a whole bunch of journalists together uh, and goes to the executive offices and barges in yet again. However, uh, the team has done something intelligent for once in their lives and cleaned out the closet because obviously you would clean out the closet. It's the first thing you do. And the second thing you would do is put a lock on it. But apparently they haven't done that part yet. Uh, so, you know, Duffman hides as a journalist and suggests uh, and says that asks why homer is besmirching their beloved brewer and someone and howard k duff suggests the headline oh local man is liar which is a terrible headline but it's probably the springfield shopper so you know of course we'll see that but what, what homer, whoa matt of course what? this uh, so you have a vendetta against the springfield shopper and their terrible headlines they, yes yes they, i do there's the headlines are pretty good they're catchy they're written by comedy writers you know in the best of days <laughs> fair enough otherwise no i never i'm sorry I'll, i have a point but you finish your you, you finish and i'll then i'll bring it up. yeah it's 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 not a a, a big deal uh at this point uh, we go on the homework goes home he is downtrodden with what has happened and he vows that he is going to uh, go on a hunger strike until the team tells everyone the truth well, only I believe you're telling the truth about the isotopes. I don't mind being called a liar when I'm lying, or about to lie, or just finish lying. But not when I'm telling the truth! Yeah, but what can you do? There's all kinds of ways to get the public on your side. Bob Dylan wrote songs, Cesar Chavez staged hunger strikes. That's it! 
I'll go on a hunger strike. Oh, only you couldn't keep up a hunger strike. You eat while you brush your teeth. You're eating a huge sausage right now. So, I can stop, and I will stop. I'm on a hunger strike starting right now. That last little bit was Homer chewing on his hand because he could not be without food in his mouth for the extended period of time of several seconds. I mean, it probably still had sausage juice on there. That's true. That's probably why he was sucking on it. But eventually he would work that off and then he would be screwed. Yeah, that's true. And then we go to commercial. So, Matt. Hmm. Why is Homer sticking up for... Why is Homer want to reveal the truth about the team? Because he's helping out the little guy and the little guy are the people. Totally. I think that's the pro- that's the problem with this episode. Yeah. I don't think the episode, this episode is not bad. Uh, I think the the first act is bad. The, the second two acts are good. Um, they portray Homer as like a, a good person, like despite the fact that uh, there's not really we don't get really a good motivation for why he's doing this. He is going on a hunger strike to try and reveal the truth about a beloved team in, you know, in Springfield. And, he, you know, and try and reveal the truth of this evil rich guy, um, which is universally like, hey, that's that's easy. That's an easy thing to get behind. You know, I support Homer and him supporting and him revealing the truth that this evil rich guy is trying to hide. Like, yeah, of course, that's it's an easy villain to not to, to hate. You know, he's a he's a he's a bad guy. Homer is being kind of like Homer is like, I, I don't know, like, um doing something that's very difficult for him. He loves food and he's going on a hunger strike. And, you know, that's, it's easy to like, kind of recognize the strength required to do that. So, yeah, well, it it makes me, it makes me want to root for Homer and you want him, which is strange because this season is not, hasn't had a lot of us rooting for Homer, but it's just, he, he seems worth it in this episode. Yeah. And he, he goes to such extraordinary lengths to, to get this truth out there. But, my like immediately i go why isn't the first act just him why aren't we building up anything about the the isotopes or about their connection to the town along with homer suddenly sticking up for people and sticking up for good causes you know and that's ultimately what that you know homer's sticking up for the little guy it doesn't need to be like oh he's sticking up for you know an actual underdog it's more like hey he's sticking up for good causes you know he's doing the right thing and that's fine i i Frankly, I'm finally we have an episode where Homer is just a good person, not just an utter sociopath. But why don't you spend that first act talking about isotopes and in bringing up the idea that, oh, yeah, the town loves them and it's important. They're important to Springfield. Like, you know, you think of Lemon and Troy, Lemon of Troy, and you think about all the things they established. Like, yeah, we're eating Springfield. Like they talk about how, you know, the town's identity and stuff like that. Why that's it's just it's that it's that kind of thing. It's just like instead of that, we get bad jokes and wasted time and and Lego land like guys, you can spend the first act like building up the plot. It makes the episode better. Uh, um, And that's it. It's just it's frustrating, like because you can still like it feels just not quite right. 
And I think that's the skull. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's the skull years. It's it's like uh, so much time is wasted on the early stuff, just getting the story going because uh, they don't spend the time to flesh out the story, and that's disappointing. But we've gotten used to it by now, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the thing. You're just like, oh, oh, okay. I, it, when you get to the second and third act, you're like, oh wow, this is actually pretty nice because it actually is. It doesn't go. It doesn't go off topic. It stays like it's all about Homer and the hunger strike, and it doesn't. There's no. There's very little diversion. I, I think it ultimately. It's like again. It just feels a little too rushed. A little bit of suddenly. Oh, suddenly there's a hunger strike because the hunger strike doesn't start until the third act because it's the third act starts with Homer chaining himself to a pole in the parking lot. Um, the family is supportive, which is nice. Again, hey. I can appreciate the, the family just going, yeah, dad, we we support you. Even though that Duff did let the last protester die because they didn't clean the bathrooms. Yeah, that's, that's a bit much, I think, for the Simpsons. I, again, Matt, it's, I can forgive it because it's a quick gag. It lasts five seconds and then it's gone. Um, So Homer, on his first day, he struggles a little bit. He's trying to, he, he talks to Millhouse and, uh, and Kirk on their way out of the ballpark doesn't do a good job however by day two it's the second day literally where he's starting to be successful it works pretty fast yeah people start paying attention to him at least yeah people start paying attention and people start going to the games they're talking they're looking at him instead and this um bothers howard k duff the eighth dancing away my hunger pangs Moving my feet so my stomach won't hurt. I'm kind of like Jesus, but not in a sacrilegious way. Jeez, Homer's losing it already. Yeah, but his weary shuffling makes my heart smile. Oh, I'm so hungry. His tummy sounds angry, Daddy. Yeah, that's his stomach eating itself. It's such a beautiful day. Where are the crowds? Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem. Uh, hmm. People seem to be drawn to that kook. Maybe we can exploit him. Now it's too dangerous, sir. He knows about Albuquerque. Duffman is a cautious cat. No, listen. Fans love wackos. Remember that busty woman who ran out on the field and farted at the ball players? Mm. I think we found our newest attraction. Duffman has a bad feeling about this. Can it, Sid? Why don't you can it, Howard? What's going on? What am I doing here? Order Mr. Duff, and word to the wise. If someone hits a home run, the fireworks come out here and here. Gotta go! So, Homer has now been moved from the parking lot to center, up the pass out the, I guess, the, 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 the piece of grass behind center field where the fireworks shoot off. Which makes it so that the team can basically exploit him without people actually being able to hear him. Right. Uh, and they and they started. They treat they treat him like he is a um, a fan. They treat him like oh he's having hunger strike until the Topes make the playoffs, and he is unable to uh, actually talk to people because he's not close to anyone. Um, we'll bypass all the legalities of all this. 
Because <laughs> Marge can literally say, that's, I, uh, okay. That's kidnapping. That's kidnapping. Sure. Um, but Homer is, is staying strong. And we see the time pass. We see, like, it, you know, it's, it's day one, it's day two, it's day five, it's day nine. And he's just, you know, he's wasting away. He's getting thinner and thinner and thinner. He is staying true. He's being tempted. Um, but he's, he's staying strong. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you start to root for Homer. And I, you know, it's not, I, I think, I don't know how much of it is just vestigial feelings for Homer because, you know, I love The Simpsons and I love Homer. But I'm rooting for him. I'm like, yeah, Homer, you can do it. You can, you know, you can stay strong. Um, So I think the episode is effective in that way. You know, I think it manages to just because it's like so often, I think the Scullyers, they shortcut, they try and shortcut us feeling things by just inflicting punishment on Homer. And I don't, it doesn't work most of the time. I'm just like, oh, Homer got hurt, but then he's fine. Yeah. But in this case, you're like, oh, this is sad. I, I actually feel empathy for Homer. Right. And I, I don't know what it is. That I think it's because the episode just, like, makes it real. Homer is actually, Homer, is, they're not cheating it. They're not trying to, they're they're emphasizing the reality of this and that he is actually in rough shape. And it, and it's, and it makes us feel sorry for him. Um, It's been, I think, I think this is on day nine uh, when Homer is, is in the, still out there in the, in the grass and still struggling um, when Marge comes to talk to the owner. I'm wasting away. Oh, I'm down to a B-cup. It's been a whole week. Why are you letting my husband die? What does that have to do with baseball? Death is a part of baseball. Oh, yeah, the main part. Guys, uh, we won't let any harm come to your husband, Mrs. Simpson. He'll be fine. He's not moving. He's probably resting from all the moving he did before you got here. He'll start moving in a second. I'm sure of it. Turn on the sprinklers. <laughs> you see there? He's fine. Ooh, look at him go. Mm. Oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, why keep starving myself? No one cares. <laughs> Who are you? spirit of Cesar Chavez. Why do you look like Cesar Romero? Because you don't know what Cesar Chavez looks like. Why are you here? To tell you not to give up. Oh, but I wanna... He's talking to himself, sir. And his smell is distracting the center fielder. Yeah, this is getting sad. Let's bring him in. So, they've decided that Homer is... I guess so pathetic that he's not useful as a terrible mascot anymore. Yes, he's starting to smell, so that's uh, not good enough. And so they replace him with a man who eats, who drinks paint. Lovely, mm. but to be fair, works in, in in this usage. And I think that's the other. It's just like I, you know, this owner guy, the Howard K. Duff the Eighth, is just a, like a villain. He's not. He's mustache twirling villain guy. So you know, he's easy to hate. There's not much to him. You know, you're not having an empathy with him. He's not Sideshow Bob. And he's not even Mr. Burns. He's not. He's just a guy. He's just a rich guy. And so they decide to bring Homer in to to release him from his chains, even though theoretically he could have Homer could do that at any point. Um, and they want Homer to to um, 
I guess, go in front of the crowd. And I, I, that's, and this is where I, the ending, I think, falters a bit. Because why on earth would you give him a microphone? Yeah, like, I understand that you were basically using him uh, or abusing him as your little mascot for a while. But at that point, you just walk him off and say bye. But I guess they were like, oh, we can make a promo of this for our new food. Right. Once yeah. again, greed destroys them. Uh, I guess. I mean, I think that that in itself works. Like, hey, yeah, they want more money and all that. It's more like, but why would you give like guy with information? You don't want to give him a microphone. You want to let him talk to a whole, a whole baseball stadium full of people. But uh, they do. Matt, I have a question. I couldn't recall where else I remember what other episode I'm thinking of where Homer sees a ghost of someone, but then do, it's not the ghost of the person he thinks it is. Um, it's the one where he falls over in the phone booth. Right. Um, I remember that. I just don't remember the person. Is it, is it uh, Colonel Clink? Colonel Clink from, uh, from Homer's Homer, Homer's uh, from, uh, Hogan's uh, Hogan's Um, heroes. Uh, right. But it's not what, but what's the, I'm not actually Colonel Clink. I'm just assuming his form. Right. That's what it is. He starts out as Isaac Newton, then becomes Colonel Clink. Right, that's what it is. Okay, I was trying to think, like, I know there's a similar joke, I just cannot remember what it was. Um, but we got a ghost of Cesar Chavez, who does, who looks like Cesar Romero. Um, but then Homer is given the microphone to try and uh, to to promote their new hot dog that the, the ballpark is selling. Instead, he reveals the truth. Well, Homer, your hunger strike lasted 12 amazing days. Me so hungry. Of course you are, hungry, hungry Homer. So why not break your fast with our brand new Isotope Dog Supreme? Oh, oh, so hard to resist. Mesquite grilled onions, jalapeno relish. Wait a minute. Those are Southwestern ingredients. (gasps) Mango lime salsa. It's the kind of bold flavor they enjoy in Albuquerque! He's right! Yeah, and a rapper says Albuquerque isotopes. Homer was right! They're planning to move the team! No, 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 now see here, people. Let's not be too hasty. Tell the truth! Come on, everybody! Tell the truth! Tell the truth! Get him out of here! Don't listen to him, Duff Man. For once in your life, stand up for the little guy. New feelings brewing in Duff Man. What would Jesus do? Hey, 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 town's got too much spirit. Looks like we'll have to steal some other baseball team. See what Dallas wants for the Cowboys. Uh, that's a football team, sir. They'll play what I tell them to play. For I am the mayor of Albuquerque. Yep, the mayor of Albuquerque. That wonderful Simpsons character that totally comes back. What is that? What is that? It's insane. I, Why? You, you know, the Scully years, they have to have some weird kind of thing at the end. Why? 
it's it's perfect matt it's the ending is perfect you have homer triumphantly running around the field eating food just randomly because he can eat again and you and he's and he, he wins Which he probably shouldn't do if he hasn't eaten in like nine days he should really just take it slow the broth the yeah, first day or two. yeah 12 days of not eating is probably not good to just you know hammer down a bunch of hamburgers or something but it's perfect like the ending is perfect and, it, and it's triumphant and hey homer wins and the bad guy loses um i don't know what the what are the repercussions though we don't know because they never talk about it we don't know what the bad guy loses because people know now are they not going to let him move like it, they have nothing to it do with it to them. <laughs> yeah they they don't, they don't own the team it has nothing to do with them um so i don't they don't they don't go do any work to establish that but then you can kind of forget all that you know you don't have to think about it too much because homer does you know he wins except then you get like a weird 30 second stinger about albuquerque's mayor talking about being a weird weirdo and you're like what what is what is that it's just again it's just like why would you add that on you're in you're crazy um i will say luckily um if you watch the syndicated version they cut off that last bit <laughs> weird I, I wonder if the people of albuquerque had a problem with that they had nothing to do with albuquerque i think it just had to do oh. with oh we need more time for commercials and this part's terrible why won't we just get rid of it <laughs> that's my guess that's the perfect amount of time for one more commercial yeah we can exactly add a single commercial to this time and make this episode better in the same thing um i this episode's not bad it could be so much better though well yeah just the first act being completely replaced and the second and third act being expanded for one thing we've actually made this a pretty darn good episode and it, it's just full of things of like it's just kind of again it's just full of things that are just kind of baffling you're like what's going on why are why are we why are you doing this simpsons guys this is john Swartzwater wrote this he's written most simpsons episodes more than anyone and when and that's the calculus i do in my head i'm like well when you have you've had people both nancy cruz the director and john sportswater veterans when you have those people's names on this and then you say and it still has all these weird problems who do i look to hmm mike scully is who i look to so i again it's just it's it's much better than a lot of scullier episodes because it has two solid acts it it could be better it could be improved but i you know, it makes me like Homer, which is what I want. You know, I don't want to hate Homer. I want to like Homer. I want him to be a good guy who does stand up for the little guy. It does the right thing and is willing to go on a hunger strike because he wants the truth to be revealed. So kudos for that. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Matt? No, not really. Um, I pretty much agree with you. I just this episode could have been actually pretty good. It's Homer showing a backbone for a cause. I actually really enjoy episodes where Homer uh, has a cause that he is devoted to, especially one that seems like a pretty decent one that a person will be good for. I mean, we've had Homer do that a few times. I mean, honestly, in, um, uh, oh, uh, our, the, the terrible episode from the first season, <sighs> Homer's Odyssey, mm. uh, that had the core of a good episode. If it didn't have Homer trying to, you know, die by suicide at the end, it would have been a really good episode. I, I think it at least had the, uh, you know, the potential to be, uh, I like episodes like that. And this episode could have been that, but it just gets too many Scullyisms. Yeah. I think that's the end of the day. Scullyisms. They rear their head again. Um, we'll rank it in a show. No submissions for this for my favorite episode. Um, uh, 
I don't think this episode's broken. I think it's just flawed, like a lot of other not quite broken episodes in Scully years. No need to no need to fix it, I guess. Could be, could yeah, it be yeah. better? Yes, but you know you have to draw the line, Matt. You have to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. Um, some reviews of the episode, other kind of notes about different things. Um, got some. I got some good stuff this week, man. We got some good stuff to talk about. Ooh, we do. We do. Not just reviews, but also kind of interesting notes about uh, different things. Um, some reviews first. Hallmark going without food was every bit as funny as I thought it would be. Also, many wonderfully weird jokes. Maggie wanting to go to Blocko Land, the secret room in the Isotopes owner's office, Homer's vision, the mayor of Albuquerque, Duffman shown to absolutely a classic. Ten out of ten, A plus. I mean, I can't entirely agree with them, but they they got the gist of it. I don't know. I, calling Maggie wanting to go to a theme park a joke is a little yeah it's not really a joke uh i guess uh another review finally a coherent plot that began right away homer as people's advocate is a role he's taken on before the pothole episode homer's odyssey which matt just mentioned and not on there uh, not only are there several funny scenes built around this role but he takes on the hunger strike for about 11 days yeah we all know we can survive that long let alone proclaim that a team's moving to Albuquerque, but I think that's understood. I was on a keen lookout to see how much exposition there was, and thankfully there was little. Yeah, I'd rather have none, but I'll take what I can get. Laugh out loud quite often, low chuckle other times. Also, the ending was reasonable. Not the best episode of the season. Tied for it. A. We will we'll be touching upon how long people can survive without food momentarily. Ooh. Our last review is the negative one, and by, this is the worst one, and it's a C-, minus. so that tells you something. Uh, I didn't like this episode as much as last week's. I'm not sure how promising the actual premise was, but I kind of meandered here and there and then rolled to a halt 22 minutes later. Was the story easy to follow? Sure. Did it go cleanly from one end to the other? Pretty much. Did I enjoy it? Not as much as I would have liked to. Not enough laughs. Not enough action. Perhaps we could have expected that as Homer spends half the episode chained to a lawn chair. C minus. Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Um. So people a lot of debate about if Homer could actually survive 12 days without food. And yes, you can. Yes, especially if you're careful. I want to know where Homer was getting his water, quite frankly. I I, I guess this was before everyone started uh, watering their commercial lawns with uh, uh, treated water, uh, which Homer could probably not survive on. So I guess he was just drinking that. Yeah, drinking from the sprinklers. He's fine. Yeah, and that's that's largely what most people are saying. He's like, yeah, actually, there's tons of people who go without food for lengths of time, and they're fine. It's three. And the, the... Someone has written uh, the, the the general survival rule of thumb is three days without water, three weeks without food before you die. So 12 days. And considering how much Homer weighs, he has a, a vast reservoir to to, uh, to pull from. To pull from. <laughs> yes. Um, also, you know, there's and there's you know, they they list a lot of references. They you know talk, talk about Ramadan where people where Muslims fast, but, you know, they don't they fast during the day. They don't fast the entire you know, they don't actually not eat for 30 days, but there's a lot of other symbolic fasts where people fed were fed. They didn't eat, but they were given IVs or, you know, they were force fed. So it doesn't actually, quote unquote, count or whatever. Um, but we do. I So Homer would have been fine after 12 days. He probably would not be happy, but he would be alive. Uh, the other bit is, so Matt, are you aware that there is now a baseball team in Albuquerque called the Albuquerque Isotopes? I am not. That is amazing. 
So, at the time of this episode, uh, Albuquerque did not have a baseball team. Uh, they had a team. It moved to Portland. However, at the time this episode came out, the rumor was that the Albuquerque, Albuquerque is getting Calgary's team, which was leaving or whatever. Calgary, a minor league baseball team, um, which is all this minor league baseballs, minor league baseball teams. And so they were looking for, uh, they were looking to acquire Calgary's team. They had a vote online for the team name and 67% of the, of the vote uh, was for the Albuquerque Isotopes. The Albuquerque Isotopes outsell every single other minor league teams in merchandise. And they actually say that you can tell when uh, different parts of the country are getting this episode in syndication because suddenly the Albuquerque Isotopes get a sudden batch of orders from a different part of the country. So, hey, California suddenly all of a sudden is ordering out Albuquerque Isotopes gear. I wonder what episode of The Simpsons just aired on <laughs> their Fox show. Um, so now there, you can go get yourself an Albuquerque Isotopes jersey if you really like uh, through their website. Um, also, another fact, the Albuquerque Sports Stadium, where the Isotopes play, is located on Avenida Cesar, Cesar Chavez. You know, I've never been to New Mexico, but... They seem like decent enough people. I mean, if they have the team named the Isotopes and a you know an avenue named after Cesar Chavez. I mean, to be fair, New Mexico does have quite a history with nuclear power and, oh, that's and true. mining uranium and and other things like that and nuclear research. So it's a fitting name, even if it isn't. And it's it, where the Hulk likes to hang out. Absolutely, Bonus. yeah. Except, I mean, that's is gamma rays count for isotopes? Do I think does gamma I work mean, that same way? Not not particularly, no. Okay, uh, that's what I, mean, I thought. <laughs> uh, also, some of them might give off gamma rays when they if they're an unstable isotope, and they uh, you know. Uh, also, like gamma rays might send you to hell, so you gotta be careful. Well, oh, oh, oh. yeah, New Hulk guys, it's 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 a wild ride. New Hulk's very good. I it's it's I I really like it. Um, Cesar Chavez, who have those who don't know, fought to protect the rights of migrant farm workers. He organized a union that would eventually become United Farm Workers of America. Organized boycotts against grape and lettuce growers, um, and also went on hunger strikes. Um, they mention Homer is given a book at a certain point uh, from written by Mike Farrell. Do you know who Mike Farrell is? I do not. Mike Farrell is a guy who played a character on Mash, uh, and that i don't know he apparently has he believes in a lot of causes which is why they have a book written by him given to homer hmm. i don't know that's i was like who's mike farrell he's the guy in mash i guess didn't like me in typecast as the, the dude from mash but that's yeah wishes for horses beggars would ride um there's not much else Matt, but i do like the idea but the albuquerque isotopes i've considered buying a jersey from them um i never have you know baseball jerseys are pretty Generally, I think they're the sharpest looking jersey. That's true. Uh, and you are a sportsman, so uh, it would fit I'm, well with your current attire. I'm a sportsman? Indeed. I'm not a sportsman. That's not that's <laughs> not true at all. Uh, but we can move on to our next segment. With that, it is time for a listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is the favorite guest band appearance? Uh, lots of good answers. Uh, lots of lots of repeated answers, because there's a few of them that were very, very popular. Uh, yeah, most people listening, that's probably not a surprise. Uh, first from Ryan, 
uh, Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins, Homer Simpson smiling politely. <laughs> which we did get all the entirety of the smashing pumpkins uh dave's answer i'm probably alone in going with you two in the sanitation commissioner episode the line and tell you when your ass is showing in the garbage man can song is one i go back to a lot uh from lauren uh hey red hot chili peppers would you guys like to appear on a crusty the clown special sure if you can get us out of this gig no problemo hey mo look over there what what am i looking at i don't see nothing i'm gonna stop looking soon what is that it uh, close second is The Who, although the episode is crap. The band itself is pretty good. Pretty darn good. Excuse me. AJ, I liked it when the Rolling Stones played for Bird's birthday that one time. Really hope they survived that one. Do you get it, Matt? I do. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Adam, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Well, you probably couldn't go wrong picking Cypress Hill. I would pick Smashing Pumpkins because I feel like every line they say is perfect for the moment. Uh, Zach, Spinal Tap. We're quite good in Bulgaria and, and the other Garia. Hungaria. I can't think of anyone who has bedded more from the fall of communism than us. Uh, from Bill, the Moody Blues, cold-hearted Homer, ditching his wife, while ancient Ned runs for his life. Chips of red and blue and white, will we decide which? Can the poems, it's ass in time. Uh, from Mitch, the most popular answer, by far, the Ramones. Go to hell, you old bastard. I think they liked us. <laughs> uh, from Elliot Green Day in the movie love the American Idiot funeral version they play too Sean the band Green Day from the Simpsons movie watching both throw a piece of garbage and hit Trey Cool in the crotch excellent way to open the movie uh, Rob the Ramones those minstrels will soothe my jangled nerves uh, from Sergio Metallica Hans Polman used to sleep with Lars' grandmother uh, Derek at Ismace Derek I'm actually going to give it to Green Day. At this point, we very much used to post classic Simpsons bringing his subs to fawn over them, but then the movie begins by killing off their musical guest stars, just like the good old days of having the not Rolling Stones killed. Uh, from Carolina Karolinski, NSYNC, word, uh, five port system, at five port system, gotta go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a bit where they're more than willing to change the song lyrics is the self-deprecation the Simpsons is all about. Uh, from Jenny at Hippie 200, definitely Spinal Tap. Though it ended up being the splish splash show, after all. And finally, from Juliet at Neo Jake MCC. Pretty sure he uses an answer to a question about Simpsons stars in general, but fish. I was so excited when they finally showed up on The Simpsons. What's your answer, Matt? I'm going to have to go with Spinal Tap, uh, even though I wasn't a huge fan of This is Spinal Tap, uh, as when we recorded it for our bonus episode. Uh, I really like their appearance. It's so incredibly tone deaf that it echoes that movie perfectly, and it just it's fun all around. Well, that's a great episode. I'm utterly shocked that you picked Spinal yeah. Tap. My answer is also Spinal <laughs> Tap. Because uh, <laughs> I, I actually think this is Spinal Tap is great. Uh, and I think that uh, they are actually, of the fact that they are, it's like them playing fake characters. Them that, the, the, them using those characters in other fiction in what is undoubtedly a thing, an influence on The Simpsons. Them appearing in the show is great the episode's great and they have they're actually like funny i mean it does they are you know comedians harry Shearer is in the band but whatever they're also i like the smile i like spinal top the band as well i like their music it's the kind of parody music i can get behind no comment from matt nope next week's question not gonna be mean next week's question what is your favorite duff man moment we didn't talk a lot about duff man in here but duff man's in here a lot um there might be a reason for that. Um, but mm. next week's question, what is your favorite Duff Man moment? Or put this uh, question up on our, all our social media, facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod. You, on Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, answer his questions. I'll, uh, I'll 
think I'll try try and put it up there. So I appreciate everyone who does answer it, even if you know, I don't necessarily read everyone's answers every week. Matt, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And trying to sum the other, Matt has a five-point lead on me this season. I'm not a big fan of that. I am not doing well. I don't know. I think you've answered all the questions I expected you to get. That's not... What, what does that mean? <laughs> you have low <laughs> expectations? That's not... Okay. 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 Give me an easy question, Matt. All right. So your easy question, all of which come from Make Room for Lisa... What does Marge use to receive cell phone calls? I should say over here and spy on cell phone calls. A baby monitor. Indeed. Make room for Lisa. Why did you have to pick that one, Matt? I know how much you hate it. Thanks. Well, luckily for you, your questions are off of Marge Simpson and Screaming Yellow Honkers. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. Your easy question. Why does Marge get her license revoked? Where or why? Why? Uh because of road rage uh she goes crazy and ends up uh getting uh cutting through a funeral pro- uh profession procession and cutting off chief wiggum and he tears up her license right in front of her well actually she tears up her license he has little stubby fingers right. she, yeah, yeah. he he can't he, he could you help yeah, could, yeah stubby little fingers you know <laughs> you're that's correct man what is my medium question your medium question what title is homer trying to win at pj o'harrigan's in the beginning of the episode make room for lisa i don't remember him even being at pg o'harrigan's but sure uh i think there's a radio the radio djs the guys are there right i think yes yeah what title is he trying what did, is that the question Matt? yes what title what title is he trying to win uh is there an eating contest or something no that's not it i think I don't, I honestly don't, uh, drunkest, no, wait, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know, drunkest man. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're, you're close. It's, it's Sir Drinks A Lot. Sir Drinks A Lot? Yeah. How, that, my brain is just trying to protect itself at this point, and it's just flushing yeah. out these memories. Your medium question, man. How many grocery bags can fit in the Canyon Arrow? 27. 32. Dang. Ugh, I knew it was somewhere in the, the mid-double digits. Dang. Dang. What's my hard question? All right. In Make Room for Lisa, the Simpsons go to visit the Smithsonian Traveling Exhibit. There are seven historic items uh, either shown or mentioned. Name four of them. Really? Yep. Really? Really? This is what we're... This is... Okay. All right. Now I don't feel bad about my question. Oh, uh, dear. Um... <laughs> Uh, the Orb of Isis, unfortunately named Orb of Isis, uh, King Tut's sarcophagus, uh, I'm, uh, 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 I'm sure there's other, I don't, I can't, I don't know, man. I have no idea. That's, I, I, I give, I tap, I tap right. out, I uh, tap out, I submit. Unfortunately, you got none of them. Good, that's uh, great. It is Lou Gehrig's jersey, the Liberty Bell, the Spirit of St. Louis, Lincoln's hat, Fonzie's jacket, Archie Bunker's chair, and the Bill of Rights. Or this is from, I, I was hoping that the double dip. No, unfortunately. No. Not. 
I don't. Fonzie's jacket. Sure. Your hard question, Matt. What options for his new car does Homer agree to? Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Um. Oh crap! No, I'm thinking of the gun episode. All right, there, hold on a second. There, there's seven of them. There's seven. Oh god. All right. All right. Fair enough. I want to say it's like undercoating, overcoating, uh, seat warmer. I have no idea. Hit me. You got one right. Undercoating. Okay. Clear coating. Rust proofing. Underguard spray. Gravel guard. XJ. Vita seal. Repels it. And finally. A tent. A which tent? I, which, I, literally, like, he gives Homer a tent. He's like, here, I'm selling you this tent. Put your, put it over, put your car underneath it, so when you park huh. it. I assume he charged a lot of money for a tent, so I don't know. I, that's negotiable, but still, there's all the other things as well. Fair enough. It is, I, it's included in the price of the car, so I included it. The tent. Love it. Yeah. Hey, we are still five points between... There's still minus still five points. I mean, uh, Matt, why why you gotta do the new the Scullier episodes? Well, you see, because I don't like you them. don't like them, so I, I don't like them. <laughs> Could you ask me questions from good episodes? No, because then you don't know them. <sighs> my, <laughs> my Achilles heel, so obvious, right there on my foot. Uh, so Matt is still five points ahead. Oh, this is not looking great. Uh, but we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. This part show, Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Matt. Hmm. The first act of this really hurts. It's... Because the second and third acts are actually pretty decent. The second and third acts are 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 decent. It has a bad. The mayor thing at the end is bad. The first act is bad. I'm not, and I mean yep. that. The first act is bad. There's nothing. There's nothing redeeming in the first act. There's nothing. I would. I would. You could literally make this episode 15 minutes long, not include the first act, and it would be better than how it is now. And we can't. You can't. You can't ignore that. You have to consider that. We have to consider that when we're ranking the episodes. Indeed. So I'm looking. I'm looking just below 200. Um, probably not like, not in like the worst episodes. Like, uh, you know, uh, let's see, Alone Again, Natural Italy, Sunday Karate Sunday. Those are episodes that just are bad from beginning to end. I'm looking somewhere in probably like the the, the two offs and the two tens. Um, so how I mean, about how about this, Matt? Is it better or worse than Realty Bites? Realty Bites. Um, I think Realty Bites is just a little better than this. It's a little more consistent in its tone throughout. Uh, because I really, really hate the first act of this episode. Like, really. The loafer lighter joke makes me want to smack my computer screen. Yeah, it's very, very bad. I'm trying to think of how Realty Bite works. Realty Bites also has Kirk Van Houten getting his arm. Yeah, that's the part off. that I always remember. I'm like, really? And then he has it wrapped up later in the episode. I'm like, wow, that was fast. And then Marge, the. Uh, hmm. And it ends with a welfare check joke. 
Uh, yeah, it yeah. does. It does that. Uh, is that quite? Is that better or worse than this? I don't. I don't know. Um. Well, I I think I'm just gonna not ask that question and not answer that question because I think it's actually worse than the Crepes of Wrath, which is number two hundred seven. Yeah, I would agree. So that's easier for me. That's an easier decision for me to make. Crepes of Wrath is directly below Relty Bites, which now I'm starting to question that decision. And yeah, from, right from past me. But I think Crepes of Wrath is better than this. I think this is probably better than Telltale Head. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Telltale Head is actually tougher for me than Realty Bites or Crepes of Wrath. I think it's slightly better because Telltale Head still has that season one jitteriness to it. It's definitely better than No Disgrace Like Home, which is right below Telltale Head. Uh. I'd say, yeah, it's better than Telltale Head by a hair. From a head? From a head, yes. All right. Hunger, hunger, hunger. Hunger, hunger, hunger. It's just noises at this point. Is our new number 208. Right below Crepes of Wrath, right above Telltale Head. Last place is still Kill the Alligator Run. First place is still Homer's Enemy. Holding strong. Holding strong. Mm-hmm. 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 Um... What's next week, Matt? Uh, next week. Let me scroll to the right season if I have to. Oh boy. Um, we talked about it. We bye mentioned, bye nerdy. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. It's bye bye nerdy, which is the bully pheromone episode. Yep. And then after that, after that is what is somehow a John Schwartzwalder episode. I just, huh? It's it's the one we've been dreading. All seasons, the best several seasons, in fact. That's right. It's Simpson Safari. Yeah, that's in, well. Luckily, Matt, that's in two weeks, so we don't have to worry about that next week. Yeah, bye bye, nerdy. So it will be dead by then. Bye bye, nerdy will be a nice appetizer for the main course of Simpson Safari. Also, be joined by a special guest on Simpson Safari, which will be very exciting. So we can have some company in the hate. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you can watch along with us. Uh, bye bye, nerdy. Next week, exciting. I don't remember anything in, except that it's a bully repellent episode, which is insane. I think it's offensive to science, but you know, <laughs> that's I'm, I'm excited. Now I'm excited because I get some Matt, <laughs> get some Matt hate, some Matt hate in there. Um, but I'll do it uh, for for this week. Uh, you can find this list at our websites. It's at thesimpsonsshow.com. Links are there for Facebook, for Twitter, for our RSS feed, for our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw the show a couple dollars. We'd obviously appreciate it. Help the support, help to keep the lights on, helps pay for hosting. Um, you can find me online at robbydorman.com. Find links to my Twitter there. Find links to my Amazon amazon author page where i where you can buy my new debut hard novel conquest about wildfires and werewolves in a small northwestern mountain town undergoing culture war i'd love you to check it that out give it a shot and if some of you have already bought it and read it and tell me and i appreciate every one of you yeah it's a really good book you should definitely read it see matt i don't even like horror novels for the most part and i thought it was great see matt 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 says it's good so you know he's smart smarter than me and I was never bored, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I like, I really, that's ultimately Matt's highest metric for something is, did it bore me? No, it's the best thing ever made. Yep, pretty much. Okay. Um, Matt does not participate in social media, you will not find him. That's true. Uh, however, the Battle of Winterfell is coming up this week, so I'm off to fight, because they need every man they can get. They even took Jamie Lannister. So, if you need me, send a crow. 
I'm going to, can I, am I alone in thinking, I don't want, I don't, I hope Jamie dies. I don't like, I don't like him. I still don't like him. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he he can't survive. I mean, that's, that would just be bad in general, because that's, that's the end of his arc. He has to, he has to die for honor. Otherwise it's just too much of a redemption arc I don't, for that. that I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the face turn. I know. I, George, I see you, George R. R. Martin. I see you. All right. He yeah. was an utter villain in that first book, and then suddenly, oh no, nah, he's all right. You know the things we do for love. Okay, yeah. Okay, you crippled a kid. You're not. No, 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 no. no. You don't deserve. You don't deserve Brienne. All right. You don't deserve her. No, Tormund deserves Brienne. All right. Uh, Tormund is going to end up with Brienne, or I'm going to riot. I. But Jamie. Matt, got turned into a nice guy because of Brienne, so obviously he has to die saving her, or again, I will be very upset. Tormund, Tormund, I think Tormund's gonna die, too. No! He can't die! I mean, I, I, I... He's so awesome! I don't know any... Uh, it's not like I have secrets or anything, I just don't think he's gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, with that, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And I keep watching the Simpsons. Shh!